Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rourke with Ellison Thompson with The Money Farm. And we had a mostly higher day in the livestock futures, but a lower day in the grains. And Allison soybeans kind of led the losses with meal. Talk about where the pressure came from. Was it technical selling, China GDP news? What was the risk off that we saw? Yeah, a lot of it stemmed from China news that came overnight. Um, just weak economic data continuing to spew there. Definitely doesn't look good from a global perspective either. Obviously, we trade it here because um, it does hurt our demand. But overall, global global markets were lower too. So it was a broad sell-off today just based on Chinese data. Um, obviously, they're looked to just like we are on a global scale of how economies are doing. Um, and soybeans were quick to sell that news off. That started on the overnight and just continued with double digit losses in today's session. Um, we haven't seen China be an active buyer recently. Before the new year, we did see some decent sales to China, but we haven't seen any yet um, this year. So obviously they're taking a wait and see approach on South America's weather and what their production ends up being before they start uh, booking too many soybeans. Um, but until we really see something there to spark the soybean market from China, it's going to be kind of difficult. And that's honestly what kind of led to losses across the board. Soymeal actually printed a key reversal on the charts today, traded um, higher and lower than yesterday and closed lower. So it could definitely continue to add pressure to the soy complex. Oil was kind of the standout getting a little bit of gains today. But if soy meal continues to be the leader of the complex, we could definitely see it pressure the entire complex lower, at least in the near term. Yeah. So we held the Friday low that we printed when we had the report. Um, I think that was 1203. Will that hold longer term, do you think? And if we don't, where do we go? Well, that's the big question. I think everybody's curious on what, what we're where we're going to go from here when we're seeing low $12 numbers. You can't imagine it going much lower, especially when we're oversold on the charts. But there are things to watch on the chart, and one being last week's low, that 12.03 area. It's going to be pretty key for the bulls to defend here. Um, we did test a low of 12.05 today, so I hope that holds, and hopefully um, we'll, see, we'll see that continue here in the days ahead. But honestly, it's still on the board because we haven't seen a reversal take place. Our news hasn't changed. Fundamentally, things are remaining the same. And unfortunately, the path of least resistance is down. So if we did word across that 1203 area, we could see another 30 to 50 cent drop that 1171 followed by 1154 would be the next area of seeing some possible support. And that's ugly to talk about. It's 50 cents away from where we are today. Uh, but that's the reality of where we are. Um, if we can hold it, hopefully we do. We could see some momentum to the upside. Um, the last time we actually traded to those lows in that 11, uh, 1154 area was back in May. Um, and once we got confirmation that we could hold that after a few days, the market actually did see a decent rally upwards, um, testing the high is $14 again, uh, $13 again. So we could we could definitely see that play out here. We just need a catalyst to do it. Um, honestly, the month of January is a boring month. Um, not only is doldrums of winter, but it seems to be for markets too. So if we can make it through the next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll see some kind of a spark in February. Crop insurance month can get things excited as well as South America's production. They should be harvesting their soybeans and planting that second crop corn. All things the market's definitely been wanting some more answers to. Yeah. So the corn market kind of caught kind of got caught a little bit here today, initially wanting to follow wheat. And so we made a contract low and bounced off of it. And then what, soybeans just kind of weighed on that market? Is that why we lost those gains? 
Yeah, honestly, we, we had a little bit of technical issues as well in corn. Um, after we made those new lows, you know, early in, in the session, we actually did see some reprieve and we actually tested resistance near that 448 level. And that would be very important to close above. I think it could get some more momentum going to the upside, but we really failed at that level. Um, we didn't see any new buyers in and then we started selling off again. And of course, sweet came down with it. So the combination of the two definitely puts us back to the bottom of that range. But holding that 440 will be key. Um, but who knows? The market could be just trading sideways here until it gets some fresh data in between that range. We've seen foreign established ranges before. Um, but as long as we can at least hold a low, um, that would that would be good. If we continue making new lows here, it definitely doesn't bode well going forward. We could go back down to that $424 level um, pretty quickly if it does continue. And Allison, not a good day in the wheat market, both Kansas City and Minneapolis making new contract lows again. Yeah, it's really dis discerning to see, especially when we got a friendly USDA report last Friday and the market's just not trading it. Um, and a lot of it, I think, does stem back to the higher U.S. dollar, um, definitely weighing on our exports and, and not seeing any new business there hitting the markets. And on top of that, um, we do have better snow coverage um, for the winter wheat. Um, good moisture and setup there. And we just don't have a whole lot of fresh news. Export demand continues to go to Russia, Ukraine area. We're not seeing any any new fresh news to make the bulls want to step up here. Path least resistance obviously remains down. So Minneapolis and Casey were the ones that made some new contract lows here today. Chicago, thankfully, has has some wiggle room here. They haven't made some new contract lows, but if these other two contracts do continue to dwindle lower, we're only 20 cents away from Chicago doing the same. And I can't rule that out at this point. Yeah. And you mentioned the outside markets, the dollar being part of the pressure there. And um, we've seen a little bit of change in the narrative in terms of interest rates, haven't we? Yeah, definitely have. It seems to be a back and forth battle and it seems like the outside markets or the trade decides month by month which way we're going to go. We came into the new year touting that we're going to see lower interest rates coming and that sparked our year end Santa Claus rally. And then to start the year, we've been slowly moving lower. We saw some pretty steep losses, one to two percent on U.S. stocks here today. And a lot of that, again, stems back to that economic data. Um, China's data over overnight was weaker than they thought. And then on top of it, we did get some stronger retail sales um, today than what they thought. And both of those obviously um, do, do weigh on what our outlook is going to be. So today it was hawkish um, that we could actually see higher for longer interest rates. And actually, we saw some of those headlines reemerge today. So it goes back and forth. And honestly, outside markets are going to remain pretty volatile on that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what the Fed does going forward. I think overall there's a consensus that they're not going to be raising interest rates in January. March seems to be the first one that they're thinking about. But even that, they're already discounting um, whether the Fed is going to be doing that in March at this point. So we're going to see back and forth, honestly, between now and March. It's, it's going to happen. Um, right now they're obviously going to the downside, thinking that they'll keep them higher for longer. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Obviously, it's bad from an economic standpoint and an outlook. But honestly, we that could help us out on the green side. 
Um, we've really been in a deflationary mode here for the past almost year. Um, and we've seen grain prices dwindle with that. And we've seen the shorts um, come into grains. But if we did see inflation come roaring back, it definitely could do the opposite. We could see the funds stepping into the long side of grains um, and, and speculators for that matter too. So it just depends which way you want to look at it. But I, I don't think we're going to see the soft landing that they expect. And I think we will see inflation continue to be an issue over the next year. And honestly, that does hold some, some potential here for our grain markets. Yeah. Well, while that's good news, the higher interest rates have not been good news for farmers. And in fact, um, it's starting to impact some of the marketing that we see here during January for grain, right? Yeah, it definitely has. I'll be honest with you. I've talked to quite a few clients here just from the start of the year who've had to make some tough decisions um, with grains uh, for cash flow purposes. Um, also, interest rates are high. So for cash flow, making those payments here once we got into the new year, we have seen some grain start to move. And that's unfortunate. I hate I hate moving grain when we're sitting on lows um, and also oversold levels. That's never a fun conversation to have. But we need to have a plan in place. And I think everyone could benefit from a marketing plan, especially if we are seeing a turn in prices and they are trending lower. Um, we need to be aware of some of the tools that we can still use in this market. So eventually markets are going to turn. We can't see the funds being short forever. We're not going to see markets go down forever. There's going to be corrections and we'll probably see a bull market arise again. Um, but we need to have plans in place to take advantage of that. Um, so calls have been an, a cheap option here to reown, especially with the volatility still impacting the future side. And obviously everyone's risk is different, but there are some definite tools to be using here. Yeah, definitely a lot of volatility. That's true. Um, you mentioned the outside markets and the risk off, and it was nice to see cattle come back despite that, wasn't it? Yeah, usually those two kind of trade in tandem and we see them kind of follow those outside markets, but they didn't today. Um, and part of that probably could be that we saw feed costs go down too. corn turn lower back near the bottom of its range, made new lows today too. So all that can definitely impact um, cattle to some extent. Uh, not huge gains today, but obviously we'll take the gains where we can get them. They've been actually doing fairly well, especially on the feeder side. So we'll have to see whether tomorrow they're going to follow outside markets or not, but we'll take the gains where we can get them. No doubt. Thanks for joining us. Allison Thompson with The Money Farm. That is Markets Now.